On the Pasuk in Parshas Nitzavim, where it says, Hashem that Hashem is going to separate the person that's acting in an evil way, He's, Hashem is going to separate him for bad. Like all of the oaths of the covenant, which is written in this Sefer Torah. Rashi quotes the words and explains the following. That earlier on, this means in Parshas Kisovoi, we had a Pasuk where it says Hazois. The Pasuk there speaks about Gam Kol Choli, V'chol Mako, V'goymer, that all of the sicknesses and all of the things that are not written in the Sefer Torah, Chas V'sholem will also come to a person that does the opposite of Hashem's will. Now in that Pasuk it says, Hazois, Sefer HaToyro Hazois, in Lashon Akeva, in the feminine. Because the word Hazois is referring to the word HaToyro, goes back to HaToyro Hazois. Torah is feminine, so Hazois is feminine. In this Pasuk, it says, So Rashi is explaining that because of the way the trop, the Taimim, are written in these Pesukim, we could see that these are two different expressions that are to be read in two different ways. In the Parsha of the Klolois, the Tipcha, the trop of the Tipcha, is under the word Besefer. And tipcha, we know, is a trap that more pauses the sentence. So you read it besefer, and then hatoira, hazois, go together. And therefore it says hazois, referring to the word hatoira. However, in our Pasuk, the tipcha, that pausing um, sound, is under the word hatoira. And therefore you read sefer, hatoira, together. And because you read sefer, hatoira, together, so the word afterwards could be Hazeh in Loshan Zachar because the word Hazeh is referring to Sefer. So again, just in summary, in the previous Parsha where the Tipcho was on Besefer, so therefore you have to then pause after Besefer and you read Hatoira Hazois together, and therefore it's Hazois. In our Parsha, since the Tipcho is on the word Hatoira, so you read Besefer Hatoira, those two words that go together, and then Hazeh could go back to the word Basefer. So the Rebbe asks the following questions. Number one, why is Rashi quoting in the Dibra Maschil also the word Haksuva, which seemingly he's only asking and only explaining the words Besefer Hatoira Hazeh. Point number two, when Rashi brings the other Pasuk of the previous Parsha, since Rashi says already, and previously it said, and he quotes the words of the Apostle, so we know exactly which Pasuk he's referring to. So why is it that Rashi also needs to quote from that Pasuk, Gam that Kolcholi, Machlo, etc. Says the Rebbe, even if you want to say that there is some reason why Rashi needs to quote the beginning of the Pasuk, why isn't Gam Kolcholi enough? And then just say Vagoimer, why does he also need the words Vicholmako? The Rebbe then asks a question, and just to clarify that this question only applies according to many of the Girsois in our Rashi, but in some Girsis it's actually written differently, and therefore this question wouldn't apply. The Rebbe points this out in the footnotes. But in many of the Rashis, the way it's quoted is that first, 
Rashi brings the words Besefer Hatoira Hazois, and then Rashi tells us that in the, in the Posik, Gam Kol Choli Vuchol Mako. Now the words Gam Kol Choli Vuchol Mako is actually the beginning of the Posik. So why doesn't Rashi start off with the words Gam Kol Choli Vuchol Mako and then quote Besefer Hatoira Hazois? And finally, the Rebbe asks, what does Rashi even mean when he repeats to speak about that Posik previously? Rashi says that in the Parsha of the Klolois, then the Tipcha is under the word Besefer, etc. And the Rebbe asks, Why is it needed, basically, to use to speak of here about that it's in the Parsha of the Klolois? If for some reason we need to indicate again where this Parsha is, what's going on in that Parsha, so then right as soon as Rashi started, instead of saying that previously it said Rashi should have said in the Parsha of the Klolois it says If the first time Rashi just referred to it as that previously it said, surely there's no need to give us now another indication and explaining to us where this Pasuk is written that it's part of the Parsha of the Klolois. So either Rashi could have again repeated over here and just said, Lamaila, that previously where the Tipcha and the Posak is, or Rashi could have said the word Vesham, and over there the Tipcha is, in contrast to, as Rashi explains, Vikan, that over here the Tipcha is under one word, and over there the Tipcha is under, over, under a different word. So why does Rashi have to use the expression in the parsha of the Klolois, that's the way it is. Then the Rebbe asks a question on the answer that Rashi gives. And that is, even though it's true that Rashi explained that there's no contradiction between the Psukim, because the word Hazeh could easily be referring to the Sefer, and that's why it's in Lashon Zohar, and the word Hazois in the other parsha is referring to the word Torah, and that's why it could say in Lashon Akeva. The question, however, is this difference itself in the psukim needs to be understood. Why is it that in this case the Torah is more placing the emphasis on the word hasefer, and this is why we concluded the word hazeh, and in the previous parsha the emphasis on the word hatorah, thereby needing to use the word hazos? Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand this all by first looking at another diuk in Rashi. And that is, seemingly Rashi could have asked the same question even without looking at the previous parsha. That is, there's no need to ask him a contradiction from a different Pasuk. In this very Pasuk itself, there seems to be a problem. And that is, why does the Torah say Sefer HaTorah Hazeh in Loshan Zohar if the word right before it is Torah, which is Loshan Akeva? In other words, there's no need even to compare it to another Pasuk. In our Pasuk itself, we have the problem. Sefer HaToyra Hazeh should have been Hazois. What about in the previous Pasuk? There, there was no question at all. There, it's 100% understood. It says HaToyra Hazois. The word Toyra is Lashon So we understand that that's why it says Hazois over there. It's not like that the word Toyra could be understood in two different ways. 
or the word Sefer HaToyrah Hazois can be understood in different ways. In other words, it seems to be straightforward in that Pasuk, that Hazois is referring to the Torah, and that's why it's Lashon HaKevo. When it comes to our Parsha, here we have a question within our Pasuk itself. Why does it say Hazah? And Rashi, therefore, could have explained in our Pasuk the same answer. That our Pasuk, the word Hazah is referring to the word Sefer, because, which is Lashon Zohar, because we look at the Torah and we see that that's what it's connected to. And once again, we don't need even to explain what's happening in the previous parsha because over there, HaToyra HaZois makes perfect sense. Lashon HaKeva, it's an hour possible where Rashi needs to clarify why is it that the Torah is using Hazef if it's coming straight after the word Torah. Says the Rebbe, however, if we look at the Pasuk, we'll understand that there's really no room for such a question in our Pasuk alone if we don't compare it to the previous parsha. And that is, the Pasuk starts off by saying, Haksuva b'sefer ha-toyra hazeh. And, and by the way, this is also the answer to what we asked in the beginning of the Sikha, of why Rashi needs the word Haksuva. In other words, the Pasuk is speaking about that which is written in the Sefer. Haksuva, that which is written in the Sefer. And therefore it's understood that we're speaking, what's the, what's the Pasuk speaking about? The Pasuk is speaking about the Sefer, the book in which this covenant is written. Whereas the word Torah that follows the word Sefer is only describing what exactly is in the Sefer. In other words, it's almost like that word Torah is just in a, in a parenthesis almost, just describing what Sefer we're talking about. And therefore, in our Pasuk by itself, it makes very, very much sense when it says Hazeh, because we're speaking about that which is written in this Sefer. The Pasuk is only adding the word HaToyra to clarify what Sefer we're talking about. But it's HaKsuva, but Sefer, we understand why it says Hazeh. Because Hazeh is clearly referring to Sefer. And therefore Rashi can't ask from our Pasuk alone. Rashi is comparing it to a previous Pasuk. Where there too it speaks about what's written in the Sefer. And yet it says Sefer HaToyra Hazois. So how does Rashi deal with this? What is the answer to explain the difference between two, two psukim? So Rashi says that since in the Pasuk over there it says, Gam kol Because it's speaking about all the sicknesses and all the terrible things that chas v'sholim could come on Yidin if they don't do Torah and mitzvahs. This is why over there it says hazois in Lashon Nekeva, meaning that it's referring to the word Torah rather than Sefer, as we'll explain soon. Whereas over here, when it says in Lashon Zohar, the word Hazeh, it's referring to the word Hasefer. Why is that? Because in the previous parsha, the main focus of that Pasuk was actually the word Hatoira. And how we know that is because of the words, Gam Kol Choli Vuchol Mako. How does this work? So the Rebbe explains it as follows. The whole idea of Klolois, the whole idea of the curses, the Toichacha, the rebuke, in the simple, literal way, what it's supposed to be, be about is to warn the Yidin to make sure to listen to Hashem, to the Torah and Mitzvahs, and to be afraid of going away from the path of Torah and Mitzvahs. So it's understood that the more we increase and the more we're strict and serious about the warning, by the same token, by the same measure, there will be the fear to chas v'sholim, not violate the inyanum of Torah and Mitzvahs. So what does the Pasuk say over there? The Pasuk is speaking about Gam kol that even all of the terrible sicknesses 
and all of the terrible things that are not written in this Sefer Torah. The Ebishter will bring for a person that behaves in that particular way. In other words, the Pasuk is coming to scare the Yid very much. That is, that in addition to everything that says already with the tremendous Arichus beforehand, there will also be all of the things that are not written in the Sefer Torah. But Ebishter will bring them Chas V'Sholem. And not only some of it, but kol chol, machla, all the sicknesses and all of these things. In other words, we're trying to include over here as much as possible for the sake of the warning of the Yid. So now let's have a look at the word Sefer HaToyra. The word Sefer refers to that which is explicitly written down. But not only that which is explicitly written down, but there's things that are written and there's also things that are automatically included because of what's written. And this is what the Pasuk is trying to say when it says that when it says the word Sefer Atoyro, we don't only mean the things that are written clearly in the Sefer, but even the things that can be derived and that are automatically included in that which is written. And that's all called Sefer Hatoira. Toira means that which could also be derived from what's written. And this is something actually that could be understood from Rashi himself. Rashi on the Posik, Asher Kosavti Lohiroisam, Posik and Pasha Mishpatam, which says that I have written down to teach them. To instruct them. So Rashi over there tells us that all the Tariyag mitzvahs are included in the Aseris Hadibrois. Meaning what did Hashem write down, engrave on the Luchos is the Aseris Hadibrois. But automatically there is much more that's included in that all of the Tariyag mitzvahs. Even though it's only the Aseris Hadibrois that are written down. So in other words when we say Sefer Atoyra, Sefer is the book. But Atoyra is everything that we could automatically derive and that's implied by the written word. So, so too when it says in the parsha that what's going to come is all of the, these curses, chas v'sholim, not only that which is written in the Sefer HaToyra, meaning to say which things are going to come, not only things that are not written down explicitly, but it's going to be even more than the things that you could even derive from that which is written explicitly. In other words, the Torah is again trying to increase the, the fear that we need to have from being over Chas V'Shalom and Hashem's will, that not only is there going to be all the things that are directly written in the Sefer, there's going to be even more things than the Torah, meaning even that we could learn out from what's written down in the Sefer. If that's the case, what's the emphasis mainly in that Posik? The emphasis is HaToyrah. In other words, we're trying to say that it's going to be even more curses than that which you could derive from the written word. And that's why it's Hazois, because the emphasis is on the word Torah. Says Rebbe, this is the difference then between these two Psukim. In the Pasuk and Pashas Nitzavim, since there's no need because of the content of what's being discussed over here, to say that Torah is the main thing. So therefore, in our Pasuk, we're speaking about the covenant that the Abishta is making with the, with the Yidin that's written down in the Torah. So we could translate it simply, Haksuva Besefer, the covenant and the oaths that are written in the book, in the Sefer, which is a Sefer of Torah, but the emphasis is on the word Sefer, and that's why it says Hazeh. Whereas in the previous Parsha, as just said, we're trying to explain that the Torah is trying to include as many other chas v'shalim, negative things that you wouldn't even derive from the Torah, therefore the Torah word is the Ikar, and that's why the word is Hazois. 
However, says the Rebbe, what's still left to be understood, it's not enough, is that even though from the content of the Psukim and Parsha Sovoy, it can be understood that the Torah word is the Ikar, and that's why it says Hazois. And in our Parsha, the word Basefer is the main thing, and that's why it says Hazer. But seemingly, in order not to allow anyone to make the mistake in this kind of question, why does it say Hazois in one place and Hazer in the other place, wouldn't have it been much simpler? If in our parsha would have just said the word basefer hazeh, if the word Torah is seemingly not so crucial, anyways, it's just describing what's in the sefer, so it could have just said basefer hazeh without the word hatoira. We would know which sefer it's talking about. And in the previous parsha, in parsha savoy, which again the main word was hatoira, that which we derive, even that from which is written. So it didn't have to say the word basefer. It could have said everything that's betoira hazois. Now even though it's not actually a question on its own in each place, of course sometimes we could have some extra words in the Torah that's a style of the psukim. But in this case particularly because it could be confusing and seemingly a contradiction between the psukim, seemingly it would have been simpler in one place just say the word sefer, in the other place just say the word hatoira. This is why Rashi adds the point about the trop, that when you look at the trop, it automatically, you understand how to read the words, because once you have the trop, there's no question at all of why it says hazois and hazeh, because when the tipcha is on the word hatoira, sefer hatoira, so therefore we understand that sefer and toira go together, and you can, the word afterwards hazeh is referring to that sefer, whereas if the tipcha was on the word Sefer, then you would take a pause after Sefer, and then Atoyra Azois goes together. So basically Rashi is telling us there's no need even to ask why the Psukim, how the Psukim could mislead us, if you want to call it that, because the Trump itself is indicating to us clearly how we need to read these words. Says the Rebbe, now we can also understand why Rashi emphasizes that it's in the parsha of the Klolois. It's not just to tell us where it is, as we asked before. But rather, the whole point is, since it's a parsha that's clearly, since it's a parsha that's coming to scare us in the maximum way, that's why the word Torah is the one. That's the main point, and that's why it's needed. That the timing, the trop are, are, are indicating to us exactly how to read it in that particular case, that again, it goes in that case, it goes, B'Sefer HaTorah Hazois. That the Hazois is referring to Torah because it's mostly what we're learning out and deriving from the oral part, if you want to say so, of that uh, of the Clovis. Says the Rebbe Miyeinushal Torah in this Rashi, we know that generally all of Torah is called a Torah Achas. Every part of Torah, Torah Shemeksav, Torah Shemalpeh, it's a unified Torah. Even though, yes, indeed, in specific, we do divide the Parati, as we say, there is Torah Soi. The Pasuk says, in other words, there's Torah Shabbat there's Alochel Moishim Sinai, and each one there's also the things that are more lenient and more strict. We know that the Razal tell us that we shouldn't be sitting and weighing the mitzvahs of the Torah. We have to be careful in a mitzvah kala, in a light mitzvah, just like a strict mitzvah. And even though this seemingly is a light mitzvah and this one is a strict mitzvah, we need to recognize that everything is the Ratzin of the Abishter. Even Masha Talmud Vasek Asad Lachadish, even what a Talmud Vasek is going to come up with in the future, is given to Moshe Messinai. And when we are doing the Abishta's Ratzoin, in every case equally, we're fulfilling Hashem's Ratzoin. And only that needs to be the real reason to fulfill Torah and Mitzvahs. 
not because of the reward, not because of the opposite, etc. And definitely not because it's something logical that we should do, and so on. Because all of them are the rotsin of Hashem, the, the will of Hashem, which Hashem and His desire are one, and we're doing it because of that pure rotsin within the Yid. The Yid himself wants to only do what Hashem wants, as it's very, very famously known, what the Rambam tells us. So the Yid is doing it with his Kabbalah's oil and his Mesiras Nefesh. And since we're guaranteed in when we do Hashem's mitzvahs, Hashem will give us the rain at the right time and so on, it's understood that this conduct of fulfilling the, the, the commandments of the Torah, and this is also dependent, the abundant flow of all sorts of good, Gashmius and Ruchnius. So that's all the way it's supposed to be. When a Yid recognizes that all of Torah is all one, However, when a Yid starts coming to differentiate and to separate, he wants to distinguish and say, he likes this halacha and he doesn't like that halacha. And one Aveira, chas v'shalom, leads to another Aveira, he starts separating between Torah Shabiksav and Torah He accepts Torah Shabiksav as the main thing and Torah he views as if it's a secondary chas v'shalom. Then this is the opposite of Torah. This holds back all the brachos. Says the Rebbe, this is what Rashi says. The parshas haklolois in the parsha of the curses, the tipcha. Again, what does a tipcha represent? It represents a pause. It represents a, it represents a separation. There's a pause on the word basefer, and then the word hatoyra hazois go together, meaning to say sefer refers to toyra shabiksav. Toyra is that which we derive. From Torah Shabbat, that's Torah Shabbat. That means that when there's a separation between the Sefer, between Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat, then that's Chas V'Sholem, an indication of the Klolis, of the curses. And what's the reason for the separation? Is because the person doesn't feel the level Asher Loikos of Besefer HaToyrah Zois. Going back to that Pasuk, again, the, speaking simply, the Pasuk is speaking about that Chas V'Sholem, even the curses that are not written over here in the Sefer Torah will come. So the Rebbe is telling us that what it means is when the Yid doesn't feel that which is not explicitly written in the Sefer Torah. What is that that's not written explicitly in the Sefer Torah? The concept of Mesiras Nefesh, the concept of Kabbalah soil. These are things that are higher, they're not written, meaning they're higher than the, the, the avoided that's explicit and explained with all of its reasons in Torah Shabiksav and in Torah Shabalpeh. Torah Shabiksav represented by the word Basefer, and Torah Shabalpeh represented by the word HaToyrah. So these are things that are not Kosov Basefer HaToyrah. So when a person is lacking that Kabbalah soil, that Mesiras Nefesh, then Chas V'Sholim, there can be this separation by in between Torah Shabiksav and Torah Shabalpeh. Whereas when a Yid feels also that which is not written he feels that and that causes that he shouldn't separate between the details of the Torah. And on the contrary, he'll fulfill all of them with and the Rebbe says this is actually very much connected with a simple pshat of the Pasuk that when you feel the severity of the warning, including recognizing that there's also all of these terrible curses and so on, which are not written directly in the Sefer Torah, that will strengthen you in your area of Torah and mitzvahs. So, so to al pshat al that when you feel that which is not written down in the Sefer Torah, in other words, the idea of Kabbalah, Sayyidah, Mesiras, Nefesh, it will help the year that he shouldn't separate between the Yonim of Torah. Says the Rebbe, based on all of this, we could also understand the connection between Parshas Nitzavim to the time that we read it, we always read it just before Rosh Hashanah. The idea of this feeling of Kabbalah Sayyidah Mesiras Nefesh generally is the same idea as the Avoidah of Tshuva, which is an Avoidah also that goes beyond 
higher than all limitations. And this is actually why tshuva has the ability to fill up all of the gaps, all of the blemishes that we missed out by not fulfilling Torah and mitzvahs properly because tshuva is higher than all of Torah and mitzvahs. And since Chodesh Elul, and especially the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, from which the, the Rosh Hashanah gets its bracha, is the time for avoid of tshuva and asking for rachamim. This is why we read Parshas Nitzavim, which has many, many psukim regarding the ideas of tshuva and all of its details. And in it is also this warning in our Rashi that we shouldn't be making a separation between these details of the Torah, between Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat again indicated by those words, Besefer and Atayra, Rather, to do all of these mitzvahs, as it says in the beginning of Parshanitzav, meaning to say, we do them all with Kabbalah, in a way that's higher than logic, which is the Avoidah of Tshuva. And here the Rebbe says a very interesting thing. This is all hinted in a Rashi, or, or the Rashi, this is the way we understand the Rashi. So the Rebbe says, this is all in a Rashi, in other words, in the Torah Shabbat Peh, in our Parsha in Parshanitzavim. But Rashi is explaining something of Parshas Kisovoi. That's where the original Pesach is. It was speaking about that those words are separated. So in Torah Shabbat in Parshas Kisovoi, it's only Beremes and it's only in Parshas Kisovoi. So the Rebbe explains it like this. Because the difference generally in regards to all of these bad things that are being discussed in Parshas Kisovoi and Parshas Nitzovim is Parshas Kisovoi is the Parsha of the Toichacha, the Parsha of rebuke. So there we're speaking about the bad things the evil that the person does, the punishments that come, which of course a person should have been in a way of sur meirai, should have stayed away from the bad, but there we don't have clearly the idea of tshuva, the idea of transforming darkness to light. Now the whole idea of rise, as the Pasuk says, called po'al Hashem l'ma'aneyu v'gam rosha ro, that Hashem makes everything for His sake, and also a rosha what does it mean a Russia for a bad, a, a bad day? Dal Rebbe explains in Tanya, Yoim Ra means that he transforms the Ra into good. So that's, of course, the ultimate. But this is something that's behelim. This is something that's concealed until the person comes along through his avoida and reveals it, brings about that transformation. So in Torah which is the way the Eibishter is giving, Beruach HaKodesh, before the person gets involved, you don't have this idea because it's just coming. Mitzad Eibishter is supposed to be doing the things in the right way to start with. And therefore this concept is only beremes. This idea of going beyond, higher than the Seichel, that which is not kosov b'seifer atoyra azeh. The idea of tshuva emesiras nefesh. Where is Parshas Nitzavim that speaks at length about avoidus tshuva? After discussing about the evil and the rebuke and the tshuva ilah which the Pasuk says in Parashat, Umbala Hashem Elekechas Levavcha, that Hashem will circumcise your heart, and so on. So here in Parashat Nitzavim, Torah Shabal Peh, which is already the language of the Chachamim, in other words, down here, Rashi comes along in Parashat Nitzavim, in the time where we're reading in Torah Shabal at length about Avodah Satshuva, Torah Shabal and the Chachamim come along and tell us the beauty and the main meaning of Tshuva, of those things that are also not written in Torah Shabal that Darga, which is higher than which is written down. Now we read this on the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. Now we know that even a good thought Hashem counts as an action, especially when it's already a dibur. We read it, we say it out in the Parsha. So definitely this is true regarding tshuva, as we know that even if a person only had a thought of tshuva, immediately becomes al din at So that take of miyad bedin, we stand all in front of Hashem, shining and, and, and existing strongly forever, and getting the ksivavach simatoivul, the shanatoivul, the sukkah, the gashmi, the